Welcome to Horsing Around, the UK's only podcast dedicated solely to the Detroit Pistons. I'm your host, Neil Watson, and this is episode five. Welcome to this episode, everybody. I hope that you are well. Um, It's great to have you here for episode five of Horsing Around. I just want to start off by saying a huge, huge thank you to uh, everyone for their comments and their encouragement that I've had since uh, I started this podcast about five weeks ago. Um, It seems to have just flown in, to be quite honest, and I still really, really appreciate uh, everybody's support. Um, So please do continue to spread the word about this podcast. It is just a hobby for me, um, but I'm really enjoying the opportunity to to share a little bit um, about what I'm seeing with the Pistons, what I I can see coming up um, with the Pistons. Um, And we're getting ever closer to uh, a special episode of the podcast where I'll be grading everyone associated with the Pistons uh, and give a a short review of our season so far um, because that'll be the end of the, the first quarter of the season. So about 20 games um, we've still got a few games to go before there, um, but I've got some amazing news. Well, it's amazing personal news. Um, I was really super disappointed uh, when I couldn't make it the last time the Pistons came to Europe for the, the London game against the New York Knicks. And that must have been about 10 years ago. Um, so I'm absolutely buzzing that I'll be getting an early birthday present next year because I managed to score tickets for the Paris game in January against the Chicago Bulls. You know, and I thought that when I, when I got my code, that it would be a, a, a simple process of logging in, buying the tickets, and then I'd be golden. But that wasn't the case at all. And there was a lot of refreshing the page before I could finally select uh, a couple of tickets for myself and my wife. Um, and I know that there are a few people uh, who couldn't get a ticket so I'm super grateful that I've been able to. And who knows where we will be as a team uh, by the time January comes round. But for someone who doesn't have that luxury of just popping along to Little Caesars when I feel like it, this is a, a great chance for me to see the Pistons in person. and uh, might be the only opportunity that I have this season. So I'll no doubt be mentioning that uh, every now and again between now and January. Um, who am I kidding? I'll probably be banging on about it until uh, until January to anybody who will listen. Um, but that's January. Uh, so what about this past week? Well, I did say that we would be lucky to get one win uh, this past week. And that if we were going to do that, that it was probably the Oklahoma game that it would happen in. And that is where we would pick up that win. But that only happened after a ridiculously poor first half where it looked like we were looking a blowout straight in the face. But then we get to see those Jekyll and Hyde Pistons again. An all but different team in the second half. Uh, You know, Cade flirted with another triple-double and he is going to be a miss moving forward, but I'll get to that in a little bit later. Um, Yeah, so we picked up the win. Again, another Jekyll and Hyde performance 
poor first half, came back out in the second half and, and managed to pick up the W. But then I'm struggling to find much to say about that first game against the Celtics. That was a blowout. And in fact, the scoreline actually made it look closer than it actually was. We were just not at the races at all. But I do want to give a shout out to Jaden Ivey um, because I reckon he can hold his head up high. And I actually think that if it wasn't for Banchero, or Banchero, I don't know how you pronounce it, in Orlando, then I seriously think that we do have the Rookie of the Year here in Detroit. I definitely think that he is in with a shout of, uh, he's certainly in the contention for Rookie of the Year, but I do think that um, what Banchero is doing in Orlando, that guy's awesome, and he'll be awesome for years to come. Um, so probably just a little bit unlucky for, for Jaden, but I was, as I say, he can hold his head up high, uh, and I do think that he... Um, would be the rookie of the year um, if there wasn't such a an amazing performer in Orlando. But we aren't in the business of individual rewards in Detroit. That's not how we roll. You know, it is as a team. Uh, as a team. That That's the mantra. Uh, we win as a team. And just as a side note, you know, I really need to stop watching uh, classic Pistons games um, like some jilted lover staring at a photograph of an old flame um, that's long gone, you know, just looking longingly at that photograph. It's exactly what happens when I look back uh, over these classic Pistons games that I've been watching recently. It doesn't do me or anybody any good uh, to do something like that, but man, what a team we had in the, the mid-noughties. And it just makes it all the more difficult to to appreciate the, the lack of, of effort and defence at times on this current Pistons team, but Anyway, we move on, uh, and on the back of that blowout in Boston, I didn't really hold out much hope as we rolled into uh, Madison Square Garden, especially as we heard the news that, that Cade wouldn't be playing. And the thing is, despite the, the scoreline at full time, at that final buzzer going off, although it looks quite similar to the previous game in Boston, it was actually a lot, lot closer and to be honest, there were times where we probably could have and maybe should have gotten it even closer. But we did see a, a good game for Killian Hayes. You know, I spoke in the last episode about his current situation and how there had been that chatter about him maybe dropping down into the G League. Um try and get his confidence back up a bit. And you know, I've been thinking about this, and I reckon that he is probably one of the, if not the, luckiest guy in the league right now. Because I genuinely think that if we didn't have so many injuries, it was probably a no-brainer that he would get sent down to the G League for a bit. Yeah, I, I don't think that the Pistons are done with him. I think that they really believe in him and really hope that it'll work but I do think that if we had a full <laughs> a full squad and we weren't kind of struggling at the guard spot then I, I'm pretty sure that that Killian would have stepped down to the G League for a bit but saying that he stepped up in the next game and in actual fact they all kind of did it in their own way you know I think that 
it, it wasn't a a really bad Pistons performance in the Garden. You know, even Diallo, who, to be quite honest, and I'll just say it, you know, I would actually be happy to never see in a Pistons jersey ever again. Um, look, I, I love his hustle. You know, he certainly brings a, a lot of, um, well, we use the word energy. Sometimes it looks a bit crazy to me um, when he comes onto the floor. But it's not enough for me. It's not enough. And too many things seem to just break down immediately when he comes on the floor. But he did have a he had a decent game against uh, the Knicks. Um, you know, I was looking. I think he was four for five from the floor. He shot his free throws well. Um, but at the same time, you know, I just it's too far, too far between um, decent performances. And as I say, I would be happy to never see him in a Pistons jersey again. But back to Killian, you know, I'm frustrated with Killian. You know, not for his kind of usual poor play this season, but because he did actually have a good game in New York. Um, but he just had far too many turnovers and sort of breakdowns, you know, as we were kind of getting to the end of that game. You know, it was it was getting to a point where it was like super close and I was like, I couldn't believe what I was watching. But then it would kind of break down. He would either turn the ball over or um, he would just do something crazy. You know, he would drive to the basket and I'm thinking, go for it, go for it. And then he would either throw the ball away, um, you know, a crazy no-look pass to, to no one, um, or he would pass it off to someone who was actually in a worse position to score the basketball. Now, that isn't, for me, I mean, you know, as a kind of a layman looking at this game, you know, just as a, I'm just a fan, um, you know, I, I did play, but you know, but just as a fan looking at it, that's not necessarily bad play. That 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 for me is all about confidence, and it's clear that his confidence is ridiculously low, and it needs to get upped pretty quickly. Um, Certainly over this next wee stretch, you know, he's going to have to really step up. Because as we move into the uh, the game against, the, you know, the second game against the Celtics, you know, and Cade's out again, and we're kind of told that he's more likely to be out until uh, at least the Kings game due to shin soreness. He's going to have to step up. And the thing is, in that Celtics game, you know, I thought, again, we had... Lots of chances in this game to go and get a win. But while there was this pretty good fight throughout, we seriously need to start capitalising on turnovers, defensive stops. But we just didn't. You know, Boston gave us this chance. It was a nice a nice chance to, to go for the win. But we just couldn't take it. And it's getting frustrating because, you know, we are getting the stops, we're getting the, the turnovers, but we just are not doing anything near what we need to do um, on the offensive end of the floor, on the back of that. You know, Killian played well again, which was nice to see. But the thing is, I mean, I might be a bit too negative on this game, but we did play well, but because the thing is, when, when the Celtics or, or any team, for that matter, are hitting some of the shots that they did in that game, 
then there is a point where you do just shrug your shoulders. You know, you just say, wow, clearly the the basketball gods are looking down, f you know, favourably on them because it was crazy at times. You know, with, it, with the exception of maybe a couple of them, the defence did what they needed to do. You know, they were in the face of the shooter, hands were up, shots were contested, they were making a good effort. But some of the shots were just otherworldly at times. But I'll tell you what, and I've I've spoken about this before on the podcast, when we played against Indiana. And if I see another team come into Detroit and start mouthing off and hand signaling signaling to the bench, to our players, to uh, the crowd, then I think I am going to scream. It is insane the lack of respect that is happening here I get celebrating a, an amazing shot all that kind of stuff I get that that's okay I don't have a problem with that but when it's directed um, in a kind of taunting way it really does my head in you know the hand signal from Jason Tatum about Ivy being too small it didn't really anger me that much I just felt sorry for Tatum absolute lack of class a lack of class against a rookie albeit a very very good rookie but Jaden Ivey is a rookie all the same and we know that they can come in and be explosive on the offensive end of the floor they're learning how to defend and that particular play Jaden actually didn't do all that much wrong um, so rather than just take it as uh, another worldly shot and celebrate it, okay, that's fine. But it showed an absolute lack of class against a rookie to make a kind of state, you know, a hand signal and a statement like that. And that's why I'm just going to say it here he will never win a title in Boston. And I look forward to that team getting humbled soon enough. Because I don't think I need to say any more about someone like Marcus Smart either. He is notorious for being controversial, and he was at it too. But there's too much of this nonsense happening, uh, especially in Detroit. And and it's at times like that that I wish that we still had a few of our more, shall we say, industrial type of player on our team. That they might be able to go and make a point uh, of reminding these players uh, that feel the need to taunt in the way that they do, that they're in Detroit. And you don't do that in Detroit. You know, I'm not advocating violence. That's not what I'm advocating. But just a bit of physicality. Make it known that we aren't here to be played like that. And that's what I want to see. I want to see a bit more fight. Um, I'm not having it. It's, it's, yeah, if I see it again, I'll probably scream and might even throw something at the TV. But anyway, moving on. I do think that Cade's injury is probably going to be a big deal for us, um, as it would be for any team. You know, losing their leader for, you know, a significant stretch. You know, they reckon that he's out until the Kings game at least. Um, I'd be very surprised if we even see him in that game if we see him at all this week. Uh, there is absolutely no point in rushing him back. You know, shin soreness is brutal. You know, forget playing basketball. Um, it's difficult to even walk uh, when you have shin splints. It's brutal. Um, and if 
this is the thing that's been bothering him uh, since pre-season, then I give him all the credit in the world for getting this far without needing to take a break. Uh, I just hope that the break allows him to get a bit of healing and that we don't see it flare up at multiple points during the season. Nothing worse than trying to come back too soon uh, and then end up having to take even more games off uh, as the season goes on. But it'll be interesting to see how it affects the the rest of the team as well. You know, because alongside losing their leader, uh, you know, you lose kind of like, you know, on any given night, 25 points, as well as his rebounds and his assists. Um, I'll be honest, I don't have huge confidence in Killian to step up to that level um, for a stretch of games. Um, and as a fan base, we shouldn't really be expecting it from Jade and Ivy either. Um, you know, I would certainly take it, but we shouldn't be really expecting it. You know, no rookie should be relied upon that heavily, no matter what team you are. This is definitely going to be on our more experienced guys. And the thing is, as I say that, you know, I'm acutely aware of, you know, without a, you know a couple of exceptions, just how inexperienced our squad is. You know, we've guy, you know, we've got guys here that are kind of second, third, fourth year of of their career, um, and you know, we are a we are a young team, and we need to be aware of that. But it'll be interesting to see how how it plays out uh, without Cade. For a longer stretch, it's one thing to to say, "Oh, he's going to be out for you know one or two games," but this is going to be the entire week, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's into next week too. But the next stretch is going to be tough, um, and to be honest, I do fully expect to be speaking to you <laughs> next week uh, on this podcast, uh, having watched our Pistons lose uh, all four games. So, what about this coming week? Well. We have the Raptors tonight, then after a break of a few days we will head to the West Coast uh, for a road trip to take on the Clippers, uh, the Lakers and the Kings. So the thing is the Raptors seem to be uh, having a bit of a an up and down start to the season, they look to get into the swing of things, so they're currently sitting at 500 which is probably right. You know, they lost their last two, so they're probably licking their lips uh, at the, the opportunity to, to, to face the, the Pistons, um, to try and put that right, uh, especially a Pistons team that is going to be missing Cade Cunningham. And the thing is, when it comes to Toronto, I have one word, Siakam. He is on fire this year. I've just looked at their stats for the year as a team. And he's sitting there as their leader in points, which is 24.8, so nearly 25 points. Rebounds at 9.3. And even in the assists category, he's their leader with 7.7. That is almost a triple-double every single night. And if you haven't picked it up yet, I am a man who loves a triple-double. But who doesn't? You know, I'm not the only one, surely. So he is going to be an absolute handful, that is for sure. Um, and I certainly don't envy our defence tonight. Um, despite these numbers from Siakam, they have lost their last two. So it's not without all hope, Pistons fans. We will probably need to buckle up, though. Um, I just can't see us winning it. But 
who knows? As I say, Jekyll and Hyde Pistons, they've lost their last two. They're not, um, you know, they're sitting at 500, so buckle up. After that, we have a, a couple of days off, and then we go west. We take on the Clippers on Friday night, um, or 3.30 on Saturday morning, if you are here in Scotland like me. So that's a 3.30 a.m. start. Wow. I, don't, I do not look forward to these games at all. But anyway, uh, the Clippers seem to be better on the road than they are in LA. Again, they're sitting around the 500 mark, um, slightly over. Uh, and this is in spite of being the league's worst team in scoring. The Clippers are the worst. I'll just say that again. The Clippers are currently the league's worst team in scoring. It's not us. We're currently 28th. You know, I've probably jinxed that now. Um, and we'll see a 130 to 129 game, but, you know, I'm not holding my breath. But here's a fun fact. You know, you don't win basketball games by scoring lots and lots and lots of points. I know that there are teams and fans that would love to see uh, lots and lots of points going in, but you win basketball games by scoring at least one more point than your opponent does. And the thing is, the Clippers get it done on the defensive end of the floor. And that's why they don't have the loss record that we do. It's simple. We regularly give up. And I'm using that phrase, give up, on the defensive end of the floor. And we all need to muster every single ounce of hustle uh, on the off offensive boards as well. Against a team who love to rebound because I think they're number one in the league in rebounding and the thing is I'm always interested in hearing how other Pistons fans approach coming up against former Pistons you know apart from a few depending on how they left <laughs> who they left to play for I find myself still kind of rooting for them especially ones that we've drafted and one of those dudes is Luke Kennard. I would have loved to have kept. You know, I get why we sent him away. I get why we sent him to LA. It didn't really work out in the short term. I suppose indirectly it's the reason we find ourselves where we are at the moment and where we've managed to have last season's number one pick in the draft, a current contender for Rookie of the Year, an 18-year-old who... When he bulks up, he'll get some experience. Uh, and he's going to be a problem in this league. It's just really hard for me when I see guys getting it done elsewhere. While we seem to kind of continue to struggle each and, and every time we go on the floor. Um, but with that, you know, I, I, I can't really see us winning this game. Uh, I believe that we would probably would have been struggling uh, if we were at full strength, to be honest. Um, you know, the Clippers haven't had Kawhi uh, all that much. So I, I think that, yeah, I, I guess for me, we would have been struggling even if we'd been at full strength, uh, even although they're not currently at full strength, haven't been at full strength for the, you know, since the start of the season. So I reckon that's another loss. Um, but what about the Clippers' neighbours, the, the LA Lakers, who... Let's be honest, 
uh, are completely underwhelming everybody and I'm absolutely loving it. It's crazy to think that just a few years ago that this would have been a, a kind of marquee, a marquee game, a marquee matchup. But at the time of me recording this podcast, it is actually a matchup between the team who are dead last in the East against the second worst team in the West. Now, I'm not sure where anybody would have placed the Lakers this season, but I certainly don't think that I would have had them where they're at, even at this early point in the season. You know, their big three, um, their big three are leading each of one of the stat categories that get highlighted. You, LeBron is leading in points. Davis is in rebounds. And wait for it. Russell Westbrook leads them in assists. <laughs> Russell Westbrook leads them in assists. Wow. You know, LeBron is LeBron, um, but he needs help. And when he gets that, the Lakers will win more games than they lose. That's just, that's a fact. But as someone who couldn't care less about the Lakers, never have and never will, uh, I'm glad that that doesn't seem to be happening all that often uh, this season and doesn't seem to be happening as often as it once did when he was playing in other cities. But we're going to have to hope that we catch them on a night where they are off uh, and a few of our guys step up big time. But this really is a game between two teams who are far, far away from firing on all cylinders. Uh, although out of the two teams, I'm pretty sure that no one thinks that it's us that are the ones that are underperforming at such a high level. Uh, I think that it's, the Lakers are poor this season. Um, and as I say, I think we're going to need to catch them on an off night and we need to have some big performances uh, on this stretch. We then close out the week uh, with a trip to Sacramento to play the Kings. And the thing is, in previous years, teams would probably have been circling this game uh, as a W. But the thing is, the Kings put up a lot of points. You know, Again, it comes down to, you know, you, you don't win basketball games by... You know, putting up lots and lots of points. It's about putting the ball in the basket more than the other team. And defence matters. But the thing is, they put up a lot of points. And, you know, they're doing okay this season. Sabonis is continuing where he was last year. A kind of walking double-double. Uh, and if you throw Fox in there, they are a threat. They are a threat. Um, they've certainly shown that over the last few games and uh, last night took out the, the Golden State Warriors. And the thing is, I'm I'm hoping that I'm wrong with my prediction of going 0-4 this week. But the thing is, I'm just not seeing a, a, a kind of a killer instinct at the moment. Like, even in games where we find ourselves close, I just can't seem to believe that we're actually going to go and take the win. You know, I want to believe, I want to believe that we have a, a chance, but it just seems that I don't see that 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 killer instinct. It's like we do the right thing, we, we get a turnover or we, we get a stop on the defensive end 
and I want to believe that we're going to go and we're going to capitalise on that and we're going to keep doing it and we're going to make a run and but we're just I'm just not seeing it at the moment and of course Cade will be a a huge loss for us as well you know we played pretty good in stretches this past week but I do think that due to that that kind of lack of killer instinct we just can't seem to capitalise on it and the thing is I want to see Killian continue to make strides this week you know come on Killian show us that you belong <laughs> show us that you belong not only in Detroit but actually in the league because you need to get your confidence up dude you know get it back up and please 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 don't drive to the basket and throw it away don't drive towards the basket and throw it away you need to go in if you're driving it to the basket finish strong finish strong I would rather see you finish strong blow a layup blow a dunk get hit <laughs> I would much rather see that get some contact get yourself on the free throw line I'd much rather see that than just throw the ball into the fifth row of the stand or worse throw it to someone on the other team who then take it up the other end and do go strong to the basket and we end up getting dunked on finish strong that's what I want to see finish strong Killian in fact that goes for the rest of you too <laughs> finish strong and I'm going to close out this week's episode again just by saying a huge thank you for uh, joining me and listening uh, I really do appreciate it uh, remember to go and subscribe to the podcast so that you can be updated when the, the next episodes hit. Um, go and give us a rating uh, if your podcast provider allows you to do that. Um, and share. Share the news of, of the, the, the podcast so that I can uh, start to build up an audience that I might be able to interact with. Also, go over and give our Twitter a follow. It's at HorseAroundPod. Uh, you'll also be able to find us on Facebook. Um, go and give the page a like um, and again you can contact me over there too um, it would be as I say super helpful if you could help spread the word about the podcast um, get in touch via Twitter you know, I just want to build an audience that I can interact with uh, so that I can talk Pistons basketball with um, so yeah so again thank you for joining me uh, this week um, until next time I'm Neil Watson and this has been episode 5 of Horsing Around, the UK's only weekly podcast dedicated to... Detroit Basketball!